What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. So glad that you joined us. Uh, my name is Tracy. I'm Leslie. Today, just today, I'm not committing to that beyond today. And uh, we are your hosts. So every week on Say Yes to Spirit, we have a theme. And this week, our theme is abundance. Abundance. Ooh, I'm glad I came. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I am very happy to welcome more abundance into <laughs> my life. Uh, but we all, and every week we have a theme primarily to just get us started, started, and give us a focus on um, this conversation or this topic about what does it mean to say yes to spirit, or how do our lives unfold when we say yes to spirit. Uh, but before we get into the theme of the week, we always try to make a connection between our most recent theme and today's theme. So our most recent theme was proof. Proof. That's too easy. Proof is too easy? To connect to abundance? Yeah. Isn't that how most people would, uh, see most people, simple-minded people, people different than me, um, would, uh, would want to see abundance? would be through, or want to see proof would be through abundance. Like if, uh, if if this is working, then I would be a millionaire or I would have the pink Cadillac. The abundance in how I think society has taught us to think about abundance in terms of financial abundance would be the proof that I think simple-minded people would want. So see now I'm just, you know. That was, wow. <laughs> That was good, wasn't it? That was just Simple-minded people, that was good. See, that's because that's what I want, you know, is the pink Cadillac. So I'm that person that's looking for that superficial proof. I should say superficial people like me are looking for that pink Cadillac proof of abundance. It's all about me. Okay, so that's what I can like I'm the dots <laughs> It's all today. about me. Um, we'll take a <laughs> little break, and then we will be back to talk about abundance. to Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie. And our theme today is abundance. And there are a lot of places we can go with this, like what is abundance? Is abundance only measured in money? See, how, that's what I was saying, how money, do, yes. How do you define abundance in your life? What spiritual practices do you rely on to maintain your awareness and appreciation of abundance? Um, we'll probably go all of those places and a half dozen more in a very short order of time because it seems to me like abundance 
is one of those, you know, it's one of those big, huge topics. Yes. Like we could have abundance as our show theme for the next six weeks, mm-hmm. and it would be just an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should start with how do how do you describe define abundance? Well, you know, and and I alluded it to my um, self judging. See, when I get into those kind of conversations, it seems like I'm judging someone else. I'm really judging myself. I just thought I'd tie up that loose end. Because my self-judging of that simple-mindedness of me thinking abundance equals money, and then I have all these old tapes for whatever reason that money is you know outside of my reach. So then I kind of use that as a, um, as a, as a cycle of, well... I'm not going to be one of those simple-minded people that just thinks abundance is money. You know, I'm going to, you know, know that it's about spiritual health and well-being and love and light and laughter. And, you know, I don't want to be that person that's hooked up into the money and just has to have the money to prove it all along, you know, using that as a solve to say I don't have any money, you know. And instead of understanding and embracing that, we are all meant to be lavishly lavishly Mm. We're all meant to have a lot of money, whatever that. And to <laughs> and live, money. to live lavishly, lavishly. That's the word, you know. But that it's that it's all encompassing, and I and I think I do. I become very judgmental of the idea of um, you know wanting demonstrations and money because, on some level, I think well, I can't have that, and that's a deep, deep, deep psychological thing. But I think that's what plays out, and then I get in this loop of, well, I have all this other abundance. Well, I can have all that abundance, and I can have money. Right. You don't have to. It's not a a zero-sum game. If you have money, you don't get health or joy or sunshiny days. (laughs) Pick a piece of the pie. That's all you're going to have. You can't have the whole pie. (laughs) But isn't that, you know, I know that... I do that with different things, too. I mean, and so, and I do exactly what you, in the past, I've done exactly what Thank you God talked about. Grown, yes. Well, it's because right now I'm in a, in a period of consciously working this, nice. this particular quote-unquote issue. But in the past, you know, I would say at different stages of my life, like when I first started my business 20-plus years ago, I would be like, I would do this even if I if they if no one paid me, you know, like, and that was part of my decision. What kinds, of, what what kind of work, quote unquote, work would I do, you know, if I could do whatever I wanted and didn't have to worry about money that would fulfill me and I would feel like be making a contribution. So I kind of designed my business around that. So part of, you know, those early years was. You know, this mindset of um, I'm not doing it for the money and I have this abundance of joy in the work that I'm doing and I, and this abundance of opportunities to make a positive difference in the, in the world and leave a legacy and, um, you know, I don't need X amount of money, this number that seemed a big, huge number, you know, I just need this amount of money, like, you know, to cover my monthly expenses. Um, and all of that stuff. And and it was I'm abundant. I'm abundant in friends and I'm abundant in, you know, all these other things. Mm-hmm. And it took, um, you know, it took a few years. Well, in the early part of my business, it was like, okay, but you have to make a certain amount of money. So... You know, I kind of walked away from it, but that was ingrained in my in mm-hmm, me being mm-hmm. of service. Mm-hmm. And you have your health, and you have friends, and you have uh, you know food, and just look around you. Nature is the is the proof that there is abundance, right? Look <laughs> yes. at the plants yes. and the flowers. Yes. And then what? About yeah, five or six it. years? About five years ago, um, you know when. I was like, wait, no, no, no. I also want, also want to be abundant. <laughs> I get to have money too. Money, yes. It's like the, the statement you made earlier about five years ago, and you you will probably recall when, you know, I was like, okay, I don't know, 
I'm going to, like, pay this bill that's two or three months overdue. You know, everything's going to be turned off and I'm going to be homeless. And, and while I, that was maybe a little bit of, of overreaction and melodrama, it wasn't completely unbelievable <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> Enough of a possibility. It was, it. And it's like, oh, okay, I think that's when I really began to give up the connection. Mm, nice. That... I had to choose money or or abundance in the spirit or these other things, and you know, and you know, one year, well, a couple of years, maybe three years ago, my theme for the year was receive, right? Because and it was not just receive money, but it, money was a conscious part of that because I was shifting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shifting my subconscious mm-hmm. beliefs. That no money is part. Money is just one of the ways, and it's a necessary way in our society for the abundance of God, the unlimited abundance that is God, to provide for me and meet my needs and help me create a life I love. And you know, you usually read out of books, but I brought a book. What's that about? I never bring a book. I never have a book. But. But I have yes, the book. Do. I have the book. It's called the Abundance Book. Can you imagine that? They would name it after. And it's great. John Randolph Price. Where did I? I talked about that a couple of weeks ago too. I think. But he writes um, something that I think is so true and so different than how I had been thinking about money. I had been thinking about money in terms of something that I need to get, something that um, that I need to um, be able to figure out a way to prosper and have money come to me. And his whole premise is that if I am truly living as God expressing, then money is already within, this sort of sounds, the language is hard to understand, but it makes sense to me. That like money is already inside of me. That it's not just these nice things about having, you know, an abundance of love, an abundance of joy, an abundance, but that literally this lavish, lots of money, all the pink Cadillacs I want to give away and to keep. Could you use something other than you know, like pink, a pink Cadillac? Cadillac? You're not a Mary Kay fan? You would pink never Cadillac. drive a pink Cadillac. <laughs> Okay, purple jaguar? Is that? Is, can I say that? Purple jaguar? He used to always want a jaguar. None anymore, but I used to. Okay, so here at the beginning of his book, it talks about that this 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 abundance, this financial abundance, is already within me. It says, since the beginning of the civilized world, enlightened ones have taught that prosperity is part of the natural process of life and that lavish abundance is the unquestionable nature of each individual. And through the centuries, countless men and women accepted this truth, realized the law of infinite plenty within, and moved above the illusion of scarcity into the reality of unlimited wealth. They proved for themselves that the energy of abundance is constantly radiating from the source within, and flowing out to appear as money and financial well-being. Let's just take a moment let that sink in. It's an interesting, and it puts everything that I thought of kind of on its head. I really, I'm loving this book because it's, it's not like I have to go find a job or I have to manifest this, you know, what am I supposed to be doing in the world that's supposed to be bringing me in all this money? No. My one piece of work is to... Just simply be who I already am. And the money is there. Here. Here. Oh, Ow. yeah, good catch. Good catch. Excellent catch. Yes. Money is here. Oh, practitioner. Yes. Money is here. Wherever you right. are, the money right. is here. Right. I love, and I, I'm sure I've said it on the show before because I love the quote so much, but, you know, Deepak Chopra, in one of his early books, answered a question um, answered a question or uh, that someone asked him like you know the question was something like but where's the money going to come from 
mm-hmm. you know, for me to do all of these. Like, I, I know I want to do this and this and this and this, and this was my purpose on earth, but, you know, like, where's the money going to come from? And his response was very simple. What did he say? I don't... The money is going to come from wherever it is now. <laughs> the money will come to you from wherever it is. And it's like all you have to do is know. That's great. That's really funny. Where is it? And, you know, and if you could hear, hear that, I, 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 re, I refrain from trying to mimic, you know, his accent because I would oh, just, it would be insulting. To him, for me to mimic his the accent, the money from. will come to you from wherever it is now. <laughs> you know, it is, and, and, and it was, it is in motion. It is in movement. Oh, that's funny. Like money is not is not um, limited to being in one place for <clears throat> perpetuity, for eternity. Mm-hmm. It's it's in movement. It's an energy. So it's like, okay, if that's really what you know you are to do in the world and you are doing it and you have the money to do these things, then the energy of money is going to flow to the power and the presence that you are putting into, you know, into what you are doing, to your belief. Mm -hmm. Your belief is is a magnet to the money, but Mm -hmm. you've got to believe that it's yours to have. And I, I I remember that a lot, and of course I use it with other so people funny. a lot. And mm-hmm. and then in the last five years, I realized that yeah, I use it a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't use it enough <laughs> for, for myself. Uh-huh. Like, do I real? I believe that in theory, but do I believe it specifically as it relates to me? To me, oh yeah, I'm really I'm the master at that. But and 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 with that. Thinking, you know, the money will come from where it is now. It, 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 the idea of this this book, I keep coming back to this because it's like it's already inside of me. It's not, it's not something out as you said there. It's here, and wow. it's such a just the slightest shift of thinking, but I think it makes a huge difference. Which is really kind of funny, right? Because we believe that about so many other things that. It's inside of me, you know, to Mm -hmm. Mm co-create this to happen in my life. And I really believe that this is mine to do. Mm -hmm. And we have such an external Mm -hmm. thing with money. Mm -hmm. It is. It's someone, and I mean, it makes logical, psychological sense. Mm -hmm. When you think about growing up and you're a kid and Mm -hmm. your parents give you money or your parents are fighting fighting about money or... You're not allowed to go to this program or because your family can't afford it. Right. Or you have to choose your college based on what you can afford to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have to get a scholarship. Somebody mm-hmm. has to, <coughs> somebody you probably don't even know has to pay for you. You, gotta get, you have to get really good grades because we don't have the money. You don't have the money. Mm-hmm. But out of the large largest of their heart, mm-hmm. they're going to pay for mm-hmm. you to do this, so you better do really good. Mm-hmm. There's all these external things mm-hmm. about how money comes to us from other people mm-hmm. who we must please mm-hmm. or impress mm-hmm. just to get enough to scrape by. Right, right. And so when we think of abundance, it's easy to not include money in that and to think of all the other things that seem to be either like nature. Mm-hmm. Humanity has little hand in that. I mean, we nurture it and we might decide which flowers to plant, but then they bloom and, you know. Um, but with money, it seems like it is, well, the physicalness of it is a creation mm-hmm. of man. Mm-hmm. I mean, God didn't create the physical thing of money, and every culture has different kinds of money. And, uh, you know, if we look back at um, indigenous cultures, I mean, their form of money might have been cowrie shells or, you know, it wasn't a a green piece of paper with a $100 bill on it. Right, right, right. Right? Or it was a trading 
So man has actually created the form it takes, but when we remember that it's all just an exchange of energy, it's all just an energetic. Mm -hmm. Maria Nemeth's book, uh, The Energy of Money, Mm. I haven't thought about for few years until this very moment. It's like, oh, I think I ought to pull that out this week. Energy of money. The money is simply energy. And like John Randolph Price, she uses spiritual practice Mm -hmm. as a way to um, kind of clear out the old stories and create a new story and, and engage with the energy that is affluence, that is money. And it's interesting, one of the exercises that he has people do in this abundance book, the abundance book, is to take out a dollar, some money and to, as you're saying, look at it as an energetic thing and have it talk to me about what what do I believe. Yes. And, you know, boy, when I took out that $20 bill, wow, it talked to me. You know, there's never quite enough. You don't deserve it. You have to give it to you know. You have, you have to, to give really it to your mom. To this. You should, this is not going to work, you know. And um, you better hold on to it because you don't know <laughs> no when the next, the next one's going to come. That's yeah. right. That's right. So it had a lot to say, but it was an interesting exercise to actually. Yeah, and I like that you said that woman wrote a book about it, that. That it is energy. That you know this thing is energy, and it and it has all these messages, and it has all these baggage, and it has all this stuff. So. The idea of just kind of purging that, and then before I can really open up to the truth that it, it is within me, this you know financial well-being is within me. Um, you know, it's funny we talked about visioning. I don't know why this came to me because it's my least likely fun topic that I like to talk about. But um, when we talked about visioning in the science of mind philosophy, um, in the last couple of years, you'll know the exact data around this, but they added something new, didn't they, in terms of before you sit down to vision, which is kind of a process of opening up to whatever is the divine design's plan for this particular thing that I'm going to vision on, didn't they add a step where you had to consciously write out everything that you thought about the thing that you were about to vision on, and then you had to tear it up, what you wrote? Is that accurate? Yeah, so you get beyond your preconceived notions about whatever the subject is. Right, right. So that's really interesting to me because I think I see that is what this little exercise he has to do in the book in terms of getting out on paper all my preconceived ideas about what money is and be done with that so that I can be open to the authentic nature that I am meant to be financially prosperous. Yes. So um, so in the John Randolph Price book, The Abundance Book. Yes. I'm going to plug that all day. I never actually um, Well, and it's very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a book that many, I was going to say everybody should have, but mm-hmm. I try not to should people. So. <laughs> I, many, we would be all be changed if we read it. I'm changing reading it. Many people... Um, have found this book to be an amazing resource. So are you into, are you beyond the introductory and into the daily practices yet? No, but I have my journal. <laughs> you know, and then what you have to do, you have to find the perfect journal. I had to wait a week to find the perfect journal, but I have found the perfect journal. And so, so now I'm ready. To so tomorrow I'm ready. Process. Yes, yes. So the 40-day process in this book is so Fabulous. Every time that I've done the 40-day process, I've been amazed at what comes up because, yeah. you know, it's a kind of process you can do. You know, some some people I have heard do the process once a year, like oh, at, at like the beginning of the year, every year the or at January 1st mm-hmm. or, you know, at some date that's meaningful for them. I can see But that. it's a 40-day process, and there are 10 basic you know, um, affirmations, mm-hmm. and uh, you go through each of the ten, one a day, as your focus for that day, and um, and there's some suggestions about how you include that in your life. I mean, you know, and then you ultimately de- decide. I mean, there one time I did it, I actually used that 
affirmation like four times a day. Oh, nice. Every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then at the kind of at the other extreme, I've done it where I just read the affirmation out loud, you know, first thing in the morning and then didn't really consciously have a process. Um, right, that's day. But you take those ten and you use them each on consecutive days. And then on day 11, you you repeat the 10. So, oh. and then on day, you know, after 10 days, you repeat them again. So it's 10 affirmations, but you do them four, four times. You do the cycle oh, nice. four times. So every time you get deepening. to the one, right, you ah. just take it a little deeper. Nice. And, and I love that. In fact, that nice. was... Um, that was a, a model for me in a program that, that I did once. That mm-hmm. you you know you only have a few things, mm-hmm. but then or in the um, in my reveal joy journal, I think it is, and yes, yeah, the reveal joy journal. I had twenty two, nice. you know, journal entries uh-huh. for you to do. And then we repeated them in the same sequence. So the next time around, you went deeper. Yeah. And the next time around, you went deeper. So it becomes really, you know, an 88-day or 90-day process. How cool. But um, if you were to journal every day in Uh sequence, you would find yourself going deeper and deeper. So that's what he does in in this process. And the 40 days, and if you skip a day, then you go back to day one and start over. Ah, I heard that. Somebody said that. You have to do each link of the chain has to be, perhaps that's why I'm also frightened to start. (laughs) Yes. And if. She has to do it 40 days in a row, yeah. So, yeah, one of the times I did the 40-day process, it was, like, more like a, Hundred day process. <laughs> yeah, I can see that for myself. Three years later, I'm about to get through. I'm on day 38. Oh, damn! <laughs> over gotta start over. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, one of those times I've started over. I don't know four times, uh, and um, and it was okay, mm-hmm. you know, because the process itself. I I actually believe that that time maybe the third time I started over. It was kind of like I missed a day on purpose, even though I didn't know it. Kind of like I'm loving this so much. You know, I'm loving this so much. I, I want to keep doing it. And then I realized I skipped a day, and it's like, oh, you okay, get to keep back doing to it. Day one, I get to do it longer. Oh, oh right. Funny. You know, it's interesting to think about, though, all those messages, because I can remember, and I know I've told this story before, but it, it just plays in so well. My. Um, spiritual teacher, Reverend Beatrice, so mystic, Christian mystic, um, is, you know, she just embodies everything. She just is it. She's just walking on water. I know she could. She put her mind to it. But um, she needed, uh, what was it, like $46,000 or something. It was a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> The <laughs> number gets bigger every time you tell it. Was it before? Was it sixteen thousand? It was over ten thousand. It was ridiculous. You could look at my language. A ridiculous amount of money. You could have that kind of money in fifteen days. Oh my God! Yeah, exactly right. She needed it like within a month, and she just kind of said, "Oh well," because she had some tax something, I guess, that was coming up, and she just said, "Well, I just I uh, I know that will be here at the due date." And I was just like, wow. And then she ended up, because she has a daycare center that she had when she was working, and now she kind of sold it and did something, what, whatever reason, how the wheels of business work. She ended up with a check that was like $1,000 more than she needed. It was mail. It came to her in the mail. And as she was telling me this story, she was so casual about it. And in my mind, I was like, that just can't happen. There's just no way that happens. I don't, I don't know how that that's ridiculous. That can't happen to me. And I was doing a little exercise with the women in jail last night where we were talking about doing a vision board. I would like to take that. I am taking science of mind thinking into the Dallas County Jail. But anyway, we were, I was setting up the uh, uh, premise for them to do their own vision boards. And so I said, you need to be real specific about what you put on your board. Don't just put a dollar sign. But let's say you want $500,000 a year. And one of the women just blurred out. How 
could that ever happen? That's never going to happen to me. You know, and I was like, well, then no, it won't. Exactly. <laughs> the universe says yes. I said, you need to, you know, at least start there that you say, well, it is, you know, and if you put it down. And you, so it's really interesting to see how, you know, I, I think I'm at a point where I can I can visualize that, that I could have $500, you know, that I could create something that, you know, would manifest that. But in terms of manifesting a $46,000 check and overnight, no. So it's interesting, where is my, where am I really saying no in my head? You know, at what point? And I would imagine energetically, if I'm saying no at any point, then I'm saying no, no. at ground zero. Exactly. So sadly, until I exactly. am absolutely not saying no at any level, I'm... I'm keeping myself from living the truth of who I am within myself. See that language? I've got to get into that language. That I have lavish. I am money. I am, I've never, this even sounds weird. I am money. I am millions of dollars. That is within me. That's not something I need to go out there and find or get or create or look for. I am it. I am millions of physical dollars. That's weird, but it's true. And when I say it, it's kind of tingly. <laughs> That's got to be right if it's kind of tingly. <laughs> oh, Tracy, she loves me deep down. <laughs> deep down. I'm just, I'm just putting that in my mind. Tingly? That the proof, right, <laughs> the proof of whether it's real is if it's tingly. <laughs> right, that's it. That's got to be right. I am millions of dollars of tingly. Let's say it together. Mm-hmm. And what is interesting, also I heard an interesting quote taking Deepak Chopra that kind of turned my head on the side, which is kind of aligned with this idea that I am financial money, I am financial wealth. Oprah, all things Oprah, um, it was talking to him about the soul, and whereas I language, you know, the soul is within me, God is within me, expressing outward... He said, the body is in the soul. Yes. That. Not not the soul in the body. That's really kind of flipped my little thinking on its side. That the body is in the soul. So that makes the soul bigger than the body. Yes. Which I had this uh, image of this little tiny nugget of light. Little tiny itty bitty little speck of light inside this huge (laughs) body that's so... Big and scary and, and overpowering and, and strong and controlling. Is little see his truth? It's way down in there, <laughs> trying to work his way out <laughs> to be the truth of who I am. To try to express, like, oh my eyes, big body you have to go through. So this concept of the soul, that the body is in the soul. Well, then you know what? There's the game over. <laughs> You know, that is interesting imagery. Um, if we actually did remember that the soul, or look at it and from that perspective, it's like when we talk about the one mind, mm-hmm. and if we looked at that as that is truly the soul, the truth of who you are, and... You know, your physical presence is one little piece of that. Mm -hmm. But you really do. Your soul actually is not just has access to, but is the truth of all of the truth. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, it's the reminder that that physical presence, the body, is just, yeah, I'm only tapping into that which I think I need and want, and I'm the one who's actually putting limitations on Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I am limiting my soul's presence and power in my life to that little bitty tiny thing yeah. deep down hidden in the center as right. you described yeah. it. And it's like, oh, but that's that's the story my brain yes. has made up, my ego has made my up. My ego to keep to yeah. be in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To convince me that I that it's in charge <laughs> or that I am in charge here. That's right. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because I do, I've had that image of that little tiny You know, and I mean, it's a bright little tiny speck of something. It's like a laser light. It's really fabulous, but it's so tiny. And it's fighting its way up through the concrete and the horrible, you know, toxic waste of the body. (laughs) What a concept that, you know, the glow is all around me and the body is within the glow. Oh, wow. That shifts it. 
and there's little dollar bills stuck to all of the uh, glow around me. <laughs> so one of the things that we've actually done, but we didn't state it intentionally, was um, so the, the theme for today is abundance, and I guess we did kind of state it that for this conversation, we're, we're going to turn the abundance conversation into specific focus on financial abundance because mm. typically when we have these spiritually mm. grounded conversations about abundance, the one thing we don't talk about is right. money as right. if it is dirty or as if right. it is um, extra or external. Or I should just be grateful that I have all this love and all of this joy and all of this peace. I should just be grateful and shut up. And so... <laughs> So, you know, maybe maybe I'll retitle the show on the page Financial <laughs> Abundance. <laughs> Everybody will watch then. So nobody is confused <laughs> waiting for us to get to, it's springtime, and it's the proof of abundance in the universe because the trees are blooming and the plants are growing and, you know, I'm going to put my finger in my mouth and gag myself because it's all true <laughs> and it limits, it's all true and it limits us if we don't also bring in the fact that the abundance of things in the physical world, mm -hmm. not just your, uh, um, not just your stuff as George, George Carlin always talked about, you know, mm -hmm. not just the house you have and the furniture and the art and the clothes and the books and the trinkets and the electronics, um, but that just like that, money mm -hmm. is something that is a need and something that the more you have of it, the more good you can do in the world. Right, right. And I guess that... Um you know, I guess I think it plays out on a both end kind of thing for me because I see, also now I'm starting to see that in a strange way, until I embrace, you know, all things, all abundance, I am limiting any kind of abundance from coming in to some extent. I'm going to I'm gonna trip myself up and that whole I don't deserve tape will click in when, you know, when I'm, you know, about to get the bounty of anything then I've got to, yes, I do, and I love that you had that theme of receive, I receive, I receive, and I've been doing a lot of that and seeing how by receiving we can't, we can't open ourselves up, I can't open up myself for more until I receive what's been given and embraced it, and then I can get more, and I can get more. And I'm seeing how how the good there's a lot of good that's coming into my life and that and that for the first time I'm able to receive it and that's very different and to you know to and I think that that will feed receiving in other ways so if I can start receiving good on any level it will start to feed in other ways but it is fascinating how we put money in that category all by itself and there's something about that yeah, and I, um, I I was reflecting on the that year of re where receive was my theme, and actually the year before that because I was dream I was dreaming about or you know I, that was my theme the year before I think dream, and uh, two years before my theme was dream, and then the next year it was dreams come true. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, all throughout the year, dreams come true. I kept hitting this subconscious barrier mm -hmm. of, you know, oh, they can only come true as much as I believe right. them, you right. know. Right. It is done as you believe. It is done unto you as you believe. And so... It was like, oh, we have to break this open and be, and not limit, one, not limit to what has been in the past, what I've mm -hmm. had in the past, mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of that going on with me because I was, had been going through a really hard time 
And I would think back to years when I had a lot of money and a lot of flexibility and was doing a lot of travel, and I would think about that as like my mental equivalent. And it's like, no, it's not about just limiting yourself to what you might have had in the past. Interesting, right. Because going back mm-hmm. backwards in your mental equivalent also mm-hmm. means I'm attracting the same mindset that's that interesting. got yeah. me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't say I, I want to be how I was eight years ago mm-hmm. and talk about a different future because whatever happened between eight years ago and today is like you're just creating Receding that. Exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to do that. Wow, that's interesting. And... Yeah then realizing that some of what I could see that I wanted to experience in the future, I I just had to change my mindset to really allow that to come into my life. Mm-hmm. And I became aware of all the times I was saying people were offering me things, gifts, opportunities, um, experiences, and I was saying no. Mm-hmm. Well, what what is that opportunity to go with them to a play right. was right. the universe right. putting me there so right. I could meet somebody right. else right. or get a message from the right. play right. that was going to inspire me to right. do something. And it's like, oh, you're saying no to all these other things, like what you just said. If I'm saying no to receiving yes. on any level, I'm actually saying no mm-hmm. to the things I really want as right, well. Right. Because everything is built a building block to have you receive that which you really want, what's for your best and highest good. And again, going back to the idea of that visioning step in terms of getting rid of how do I see this being packaged? How do I see this happening? I see my my purpose in life unfolding in this way. Okay, well, there's probably tens of thousands of ways that this underlying purpose can unfold, but I've got it packaged in my mind this way. So it could be coming at me in a billion different directions, but if, if I don't recognize it as the way, then I will you know, not receive all this other that the universe is trying to do. Now, here goes an interesting ponder, because you know how I like to ponder and see the inconsistencies of things and point them out and say, oh, well, here's a nick in the armor. Um, (laughs) This is true. (laughs) It's my idea of fun. Uh, So it's the idea of spiritual mind treatment that I have a very specific thing that I'm asking for. And I can also say this is what my auto sponsor told me, you know, 30 years ago. Leslie, don't just ask for a bike. You know, say you want a purple bike with pink handlebars and, you know, streamers down the side because if that's what you want, be very specific in what you're asking. What did I just tell the women to do on the vision board? Be very specific. Don't just put a dollar sign. You know, put $500,000 a year. So... So that is such a contradictory theme in in thinking because I think I do have this sense of that I just, and perhaps that's the mystic in me, see, I keep coming back to that idea, but that, you know, that the universe has this, no, that within me, if I just awaken, if I just stay awake, that there's this this amazing walk-through-walls kind of experience that is mine, the divine design of all of us, and if my human is constantly trying to, you know, do the treatment or co-create or make the perfect vision board or, you know, pray to the right God or, you know, do the right thing or click my heels three times and turn around in a circle, whatever this, this, this behavioral thing that I'm trying to do to get out of my own way to be able to reconnect and to be, instead of just, you know, laying down and becoming awake, wait for it, wait for it, Eckhart Tolle. But, um, you know, instead of just having that kind of, and then just be awake and stay awake, Leslie, stay awake. Stay awake, Leslie, stay awake. So it is kind of an interesting ponder. Yeah, and I don't see them as opposites. How could you not? They are kind of, you know, one is saying, write down a purple mic with a pink handlebar, and the other is just saying, stay awake and, like, 
I see them as I see them as the same thing. So, so the bike might not even be a bike. So if I just stay awake, you'll be able to speak here at any moment. I'll let you speak. (laughs) So, so I think you do. Actually, I think it's. I think it's both. Both and that's what you're saying. I I don't see them as separate. I see them as connected. So when we say be very specific, when you know what you want or what you want to experience, you're specific about that, but you don't micromanage the how. So the only way you actually get there is by being awake to the opportunities and to what's happening around you because that's what leads you to the specificity of what you have said. So if you say you want a, a, you know, a red bike, a purple bike with pink handlebars. Um, and streamers down the side. And streamers down the side. Um, you also are, what you're not doing is saying, you know, I <coughs> can only get that if I do these 10 steps. If I find the bike I want and I make $5 payments on it once a week for the next six months and it has to come from this particular store mm. and, uh, um, you know, so I, the, okay, all the so. steps in between. But when, but there is some responsibility, I think, even, so even the mystic, is, Don't say that like that. The e- mystic. Even the mystic. Don't avoid. Well, even the mystic Ooh. who is living in, in the world yes. on the physical plane is claiming something specific, a life of ease and grace, a life of where all my needs are met. Uh, there is something that is claimed, and then in going through the day by day, meeting people, knowing that there are no coincidences and doing spiritual practice, they're not micromanaging the how, but everything they do and everyone they meet is is matching up, lining up, directing them to that what. And see, that's good. That's good. You did, and you know, not that I should sound so surprised, but you did help me. Um, that... Well, I think I. What I think is, I've seen black and white. Is that I see the bike, or the car, or the five hundred thousand dollars, whatever, and and that what I'm doing is limiting. I'm, I'm putting um, sort of stakes along the path of the ultimate thing. And the ultimate thing for me, as someone who is walking a mystic path, is that being fully awakened all the time. And that what I do is I put limits on by saying, okay, now I'm going to have being fully awakened all the time look like this, me doing this seminar, me doing this thing, or me doing this. And that's the how. That, and, that's the, and that's what I have to get rid of. And that all I need to focus on is being fully awake, as this little abundance book says, just being. And that, that is, that's good, Tracy. That, 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 that me being fully awake is the thing. And I need to stop focusing, trying to co-create the bike, thinking that it's going to get me to be fully awake. All I need to do is just embrace being fully awake. And in and in our human experience, um, when there are things, when there are quote-unquote things that we actually want to experience, I mean that's part of our reason for being, at least in my belief, in human form, mm-hmm. being the body within the soul, the, the body is designed to experience certain things. So if I just need transportation, reliable transportation, and I really don't care what kind of car I get, then I could say I need a car that's within this price range and is reliable and safe and, you know, the qualities I want to experience, you know, I want to have something that's safe and reliable and, you know, if I have a color preference, great. Um, But if I really don't have a specific make and model, the pink Cadillac, um, then I shouldn't force that 
but I need transportation in order to experience the world or navigate the world. So I could request that. And, yes, I think that, I don't think that everybody's goal is in the end just to have the mystical experience. It should be. (laughs) So it's like there can be specifics. Because otherwise, you're just bouncing off of whatever is happening and the universe is just supporting a default of whatever you've had in the past. Well, but not if if I stay totally committed to being awake as my day-to-day, moment-to-moment commitment, then I, then that mode of transportation is going to just be appearing because... Staying awake to what end? Staying awake to the truth of that my soul, my body is in my soul, that I am financial abundance, that, you know, if I stay awake to that, I think everything, if I'm going to put my... My, my mental bank, my spiritual bank into something. If I'm going to put my mind into something, I'm going to put it into, for me, you're right, I can't imagine not wanting to stay awake all the time, but I'm sure there are others. But, um, you know, to staying awake, staying awake, Leslie, stay awake, and then everything else just, I, I see that as, and do you know that I heard someone else say the jet stream of life, and I'm fairly certain it was Joel Olstein, and I am thinking that is so my line. But he said that, he said, I was listening to Joel Olstein, who is a metaphysical person on fire right now. If you're listening to Joe Olstein, he is like, you know, okay, here you go. So everything's coming out of his mouth, his metaphysics right now. And he used that example of the jet stream of life, which is fantastic, you know. Um, but I think that that for me, and I'm really seeing this now, is that awakened state of mind, staying awake, staying awake, that's where I want to put my spiritual and mental bank. And and I get caught up in okay, I need to be treating for the purple bike, you know, for the for the pink bike, or I need to be treating for perfect health, or I need to be treating for this bill to be paid, or I need to be treating for no, I need to be treating for stay awake, stay awake. Thanks for coming, just to help me along my way. Now you're done. I feel better. <laughs> But well, do you get the idea? Done, we have five more minutes. <laughs> do you get the idea? I did, but I think that's really an interesting thing, and I think there there is a limiting, and I think there is that, um, um, and it's fascinating to me too because I talk like this all the time, and you know, some people really kind of hook into it. It's interesting to them. Some it's like white noise; they have no understanding or interest in it. In and then others are like, you know, wow, yeah, finally you're getting it. Yeah, I got that years ago. So, you know, but what's fascinating, what I love to watch is people that kind of, it sounds kind of strange, but it sounds kind of good. It sort of reminds so like them of something they already know, right. but they it don't know it. resonates, but they are not familiar. Yeah. Right. And then they kind of hook into it, and then they start seeing it. And, it, you know, there is such a mystical thing that happens when you start saying, oh, it is the synchronicity, you know, and the awakened state is really available to us all, and it, and it comes in, you know, little milliseconds sometimes, but it's like, wow, oh, wow, wow, there it is, and to uh, to really be able to focus on that and make that my thing that I'm looking for, another thing we did in the jail this week, which I think is so powerful and so sad to do (laughs) is the idea that whatever we are on the hunt for we find and so to look at my life now and to say that's what I've been on the hunt for because whatever I'm doing right now that's what I've been looking for it was kind of sad for them (laughs) because apparently who wants to think that I've been on the hunt to go to jail I mean you know that's not what we want to look at but ultimately to get out of that thinking you know and and I said so then you know of course the good news to that is you can choose to be on the hunt for something different. And, you know, you've got the Titanic going in one direction, you're in jail, you know, you're not going to have an Art moment and, you know, be poofed over into some other physical experience, but you can start to turn that ship and start, you know, creating a different outcome by planting some different seeds and, you know, all those metaphors that just roll off of our tongue that to, to, to people that don't have that thinking yet, it's just, it's really... A miracle to watch it kind of like because how empowering is that to be told for the first time wow my thoughts 
my belief system has created this thing where I'm in jail. It's not the, you know, son of a bitch that did this or the, you know, fact that that happened to me or the, none of that, you know, that is how I interpreted that is why I'm here in jail. So good news. Ooh, I can come up with a new interpretation. I can start something different today. Yes. And did, did I sound like I was preaching? Yes. Yeah. And, amen. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it is, I, 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 I love the idea of, you know, when we think about people who are in jail, it's not so much, yeah, there was no conscious, I want to, I want to do all these things so I can spend nine months in jail. I, I just, you know, it's never that. But if there has been some thinking, number one, there are always consequences to whatever we do. But like you said, that kind of subconscious thinking of I really don't like what I'm doing and I really wish there was another way to, you know, but I don't know any other way you know, ending up in jail can provide that moment in time of, well, I've been removed from my day-to-day doing whatever I was doing that I thought I needed to do to survive. Mm -hmm. So even though, you know, no one wants, very few people want to go to jail, the idea that now you're in a place where you don't have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from or um, whether the electric bill is paid or whether you're going to be evicted next month because you haven't paid your rent. All of the worries of daily life are gone. Well, they're actually magnified, but your ability to control any of it is gone. Because you can't control. I mean, they're they're freaked out because they're losing their house or whatever. But your ability to manifest any kind of actual change in that physical state is gone. You're right. stopped. Well, if you think of yes, and if you think of I'm in jail now, so yeah, I can't go find a job to pay the rent because I don't have a choice to go out right now. Right. And so this, if if I see this now as this is my home and this is my daily life, I don't have any of those worries and concerns. So you're right. I mean, if I have a house or an apartment outside of jail, I'm I might have some worry about that. Yes, you might. But the rea- <laughs> but the reality you can't the, affect the change word right then. And so it's like, oh, so I get to choose what's really important to me and who I want to be engaged with in my life. And when I get released, am I going to go right back to the same friends and the same relationships and the same pattern? Or am I going to set an intention now for a new pattern? And um, and I know it's not, you know, quite that simple. But it's like, oh, how many times in my own life have I been in jail? Well, yeah, I mean, and, it's, you know, it's not in a physical yeah. jail or prison, mm-hmm. but the jail that I have created, where I'm still worrying about all this external stuff and 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 by these relationships that are not designed to bring me the abundance that I want. And it is naturally mine. Exactly. And With it. It's, 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 uh, it's my, my soul. My body's in my soul. My soul has all the money. My soul is lavish. I'm, I am I'm money. making you a T-shirt. I am money. I am money on one side and lavish on the back. <laughs> I like it. I'll wear it. So, as I said early in the show, we could take this topic of abundance and keep it for six weeks and never run out of conversation about it. It's so integral to what we do. But for today, we are out of time. So, thanks for joining us, and uh, please join us again. In the meantime, say Say yes yes to spirit. spirit.
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.